0: Public Radio. Fake ID cards, fake identification, uh, it can be done by the home hacker, the home hobbyist. Um, I'm gonna talk a little bit about the best ways of doing this, of constructing any kind of fake identification. Don't really know anything about things like fake passports or anything like that. Um, but in terms of fake cards, like ID cards, driver license, school IDs, nonsense like that, um, got a little bit of knowledge about that. And I'm gonna pass it on. So, let's see, first of all, when you're doing a fake identification card, you have to figure, uh, what exactly it is you want to fake, and, I guess, why, or what you need, uh, to, to be different. Obviously, you've got you, you probably have some form of identification already for yourself. So you know you have to kind of know why you want to fake the information. Uh, is it because you need to conceal your real address, or is it because you need to conceal your name, or is it uh, you need to fake your age? You know, from eighteen to twenty-one in you know what two days or so that it takes to make these. Um, so. Just kind of get get your goal in mind, because it's easy to go out and just think, oh man, I'm going to fake an ID. I'm just going to drum one up. Well, they're usually a lot harder than that to just drum up. It's, it's, it's a lot easier if you're just having to retouch small bits of information on the ID card rather than taking it from the complete, very, very beginning. Now, um... It's also going to probably depend on what your resources are in terms of uh, what cards you have available to you already uh, and what, what condition they're in. Uh, the way that I know to fake ID cards basically is simply to scan in uh, a, a good copy, a, a clean copy of, of an, an existing ID card, retouch it, print it out, and uh, put it onto a, a, an existing, you know, existing card stock, which we'll go through uh, in a little while. Where to get this, these supplies? So, um, you want to make sure that you've got a good, a good source ID. So, I mean, if you think you're going to ever do this, you might as well go and scan your ID right now, especially if it's in good condition. Um, it's a bit, a little bit like the black market, you know. I mean, you, if you have something in good condition, uh, hasn't been in the wallet and bent up and 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 scratched. If it's a new ID card, that's the one you want to use. Uh, if you're, if this is a serious exercise that you have to do for some reason, it might even be worth going to the DMV or wherever you get your ID cards in your your state, um, whatever they call that place. Um, and, and getting a card, getting a brand new card for yourself. Pay the, you know, 10 or 15 bucks, whatever it is. Walk away with a pristine I- identification. Take that home, scan it in. Now you've got a really super clean image from which to work. If you were trying to um, completely change the information on the card, you you might also want to attempt to collect other cards, or the images of other cards. So whether it's scanning in friends cards so that you can use maybe a different last name uh, with your first name or something to that effect, uh, that might be a good idea as well. The point is here that unless you've got sources at the DMV, or you know, whatever state agency issues ID cards in your state, unless you've got resources there, Of someone who can actually send you an image of like a completely clean slate. Uh, It's really difficult to take an ID card and just change any kind of information that you want because it's a question of the state officials and the feds knowing that you would try to do this if it was just like a white ID card. You know, I mean, they, they obviously put patterns and designs behind the text and there's just no two ways about it. That's hard to replicate. Getting as many different cards from as many different sources that you can helps a lot, because then you can kind of patchwork stuff together as needed, uh, just in terms of there being different letters in different places, you know, just accounting for different addresses, different names, stuff like that. Sometimes that helps a little bit, but it also kind of depends on how how long you want to spend doing this? Uh, if you're gonna try to do drastic changes, and you're gonna be, you're, you get to basically act like a counterfeit artist, um, and you get to sit there and try to remake all kinds of stuff, and it's just a pain. So it's a lot easier to do this kind of stuff if you know what you're doing, or, or why you're doing it. Rather, um, if, if it's just a question of you need to bump up your age in order to get into some place. That's a lot easy because that's a question of taking the ID card as is, taking the last two digits of your birth date, and changing them. It is also a lot easier if the if if the cards that you do have available to you, if the images that you do have available to you, um, have the numbers or the the letters that you want to reuse already in them. So, for instance, on a on a California ID you know, the birth date is in red, the black text, the the name and the address is in black text over a state seal, uh, things like that, so if I was gonna wanna change my address, I would need a pretty good st- stock of, of letters, and you kinda wanna look through what you've got available to you, see what letters you've got um, from other cards, or just within your own card, if if you only have your own card, and see what you can construct out of existing letters, because trying to match like a font with that is just going to be very difficult, if not, if not impossible. Uh, it just tends to look too fake if you if you try to put your own font on there. You really want you're going to be extracting stuff from the ID and then placing it back down. So I guess one of the easiest modifications, and. Probably one of the more typical ones will be changing the birth date, so let's let's talk about that a little bit. So, on the california i d for instance, there's a birth date in red pasted a little bit over the picture uh, a little bit over a a uh, watermarked picture of the of the person's face. Let's say I was born in nineteen ninety um, which would make me, according to the state and the federal law, eighteen quote years of age. Um so if I needed to move that back a little bit, I would wanna see what letters but what numbers I've got already in my birth date. So if I had like I don't know, um May May thirteenth, what is that? Oh five thirteen, right? That's gonna be tough to, to change. I, I'm not gonna be able to tell people that I was born in take that five and make it that I was born in fifty-nine um 53 you know I, that would be very difficult to change and i would probably want to hunt down if possible i would want to hunt down someone's id card with maybe an 8 in it so that i could up you know i could make my birth date maybe 85 or something like that um if uh if i couldn't if i can't do that if i don't have that available to me i would probably try to fashion another a new number out of something so if I was born 0513, right, there's that 3. Well, if you think about what a 3 is and what an 8 is, they're really, really similar, right? So I could take that 3 in GIMP, extract it from the card, and then flip it all over on itself and make it into an 8. And that would be really, that would be your best bet. That's going to look believable and now you've got a new number to for, for you to use. And you might even just want to use it twice, just make it 88, give yourself 18, 19, 20, it no, still doesn't work. But okay, so you're going to have to give yourself 85 is your birth date. Um, that kind of thing is pretty simple. Now, how to extract it from GIMP, I can't really go into like super hardcore detail about GIMP. If you need to know how to use GIMP for this kind of thing, the first thing you want to do is practice, practice, practice. You do not want to let... You, your attempt at faking an ID card be your first experience with GIMP. Trust me, it's not going to work practice. One of the best resources um, to learn the GIMP, to just kind of get your feet wet, is um, Linux Reality, episode 90-something, 92 maybe. There's an episode um, on how to use the GIMP, and the host of that show does a pretty good job of explaining it. And that'll get you started, and then you're just gonna have to practice a lot first. And you might as well just practice on the ID, I guess, but just keep a clean copy around, obviously, because your first attempts are gonna be horrible. Um, But the basic idea is that with just a rectangular marquee is what I usually do, is I extract that letter, or the number that I need, if I was going to do this. I would extract the, the number that I need, copy it to its own layer, move it over to the year, the year area, um, set it down, and then erase around. just take the eraser and erase around the edges. Usually a very very small you're going to be look you're going to be using very small tools here rather than kind of staying zoomed out and using big brushes and things like that you're going to want to really zoom in so that you're seeing it pixel per pixel almost and you're going to be working like w- with that a lot. You want to retain some of the blurriness there's going to be a natural blurriness to the letter because this is a scanned image and that's just how things bleed on on any kind of printed media so you're going to see that blur and you're going to want to keep that blur because that's that's what it's that's what it's going to look like now for the underneath portion you're going to just want to erase what you have to erase not erase you're going to have to you're going to want to cover up only what you need to cover up so if i'm putting the 3 over the 9 a lot of that's going to be covered anyway, you know, the the 9 has a lot of circular action going on there, so I would place the 8 over the 9, and then take my stamp, my cloning stamp, and kind of cover up the edges that are poking out of the 9. The reason I say this is because at least on the California ID, there are, there's a pattern behind, you know, the text, and trying to replicate that pattern is really, really, really difficult, because they make it Difficult to emulate, um, go figure. So you want to do as minimal of kind of replicating patterns and watermarks and stuff like that as possible. Uh, watermarked images, as long as it's just like a faded image of, of you know your mugshot, that's pretty simple to to just clone stamp and kind of touch up the edges, whatever you need to do. Now, if it's some kind of holographic image, it's a lot harder. Um, there are places that you can get uh, supplies for that, um, but that's those are really hard. The good thing about the holograph holographic images is that a lot of times on aged ID cards, um, or or things you know ID cards that have been fairly well abused, the holograms kind of start to fade. So post f- after after the after you've made the ID, there are some things that you can do to kind of age the ID prematurely so that it doesn't look, well, number one, like you just made it, but also to kind of hide the fact that, yeah, there aren't really holographic images here. Um, Note, while we're talking about it on accuracy and authenticity, um, these fake ID cards are probably not going to get you into maximum security areas or anything like that. Um, For that, that's way out of certainly my league and probably yours as well. Uh, These are like home supplies that we're dealing with. These are going to be good enough to get you into places with age limitations um, or get you past landlords who want to know way too much about you uh, when you're applying for an apartment or get you past an employer uh, potential employer who maybe again is just wanting to know too much about you so that's that's the level of these ID cards. It's basically going to be really good to the eye. It's gonna be great for faxing, obviously, but it would be great or, or copying and, and emailing if someone wants a copy of it. Um but it'll be good to the, the naked eye. But don't I would not use this fake ID to try to fool um, you know, law enforcement in the event that you're really, really in trouble. Um I probably I wouldn't hesitate to, to use it to fool law enforcement if it's more of a cursory check like you know in the subways you if, if you're if you're in New York and you you scam your way through uh, a subway without paying and then you get caught by a plainclothes cop this is this ID card would be fine to give to to them I think but uh, certainly nothing any more serious than that I wouldn't really use it for. Unless you're just really, really good at counterfeiting. Um, So, yeah, so that's age. Just retouching and using the letters and numbers that you've got available to you. Um, Name is sometimes harder. I mean, on the California ID, again, the name is right over the state seal. And the best thing that I can really think to do in that case is to get a friend's ID who trusts you make a scan, um, and take their last name and use it as your last name, and then you've got fake information. Um, It also helps if at the DMV, when you go in for your ID, um, if you're able to give uh, an address that you do not actually, you know, if, if you're trying to fake an address, one of the easiest ways to get a fake address on your ID card is to let the DMV do it for you. Uh, give them misinformation what, on whatever level you can. I know in California, in small towns, you can tell them practically anything you want, and they'll put it on your ID card. It's not that big of a deal, really. Um, whereas in other places they make you bring in a bill and things like that, so it's harder. Um, unless, of course, you can scan the bill in and modify that, print that back out, and bring that in. You get the idea, though. Um, a lot of the information you want on the ID card really can be done at the office by the people making the ID card. So that's that. Um, If you're taking someone else's ID card and just pasting your picture over it, that's really easy, too. If you've got anyone's ID card uh, that you might have come across, or someone who, um, I don't know, use your own imagination, so you've got someone else's ID card that you can use as a source, putting your picture in usually is really simple as well just it's a matter of a little bit of easy gimp stuff make sure you've got a picture that looks like an ID picture um, make sure that you're blending things correctly the edges on ID cards are really important it, it becomes really obvious when you don't give it the proper authentic bleed because when they're printed at the office they, they look a certain way and when they're Printed on home, you know, when they're pasted over on the GIMP with hard edges, and then printed out on an inkjet, they look a different way. So you want to give the edges a lot of attention. Uh, make sure that your um, that the information is correct, and that you're not using an expired ID card, or if you need to up the expiration date, remember to do that. Um, make sure that you've got you don't have any weird information on there that looks completely bizarre. You know, just a mismatching age or whatever. Um, and that's about it. I mean, so if you've got experience with a GIMP, you, you can kind of fill in the rest for yourself. The main thing is where to find all this, um, all these supplies, and the place that you find them. Uh, it, or one such place is a place called. Let me bring up the web page exactly. Poison ID dot com poison id dot com p-o-i-s-o-n-i-d dot com they have kits they have ID kits Um, you can buy one for four bucks you can buy five probably a better idea because you're gonna make mistakes for like thirteen bucks better yet they've got um, they've got kits with mag stripes on the back so that you can get for instance like five for fifteen dollars and then you've got, uh, you've got five mistakes to make, and you've got the nice little magnetic strip on the back. Now they also have ID uh, holograms, and like I say, those are a little bit tougher, because, um, and I, I don't really have any, any experience with it, y- you obviously would need to make sure that you've got an accurate hologram for whatever state you're posing to be in and this is where it comes into play the ideal situation would be to have an out of state ID Um, because obviously anyone looking at an in-state ID is going to be really, really used to seeing that ID card and any kind of flaw is going to stand out to them a lot quicker than some kind of flaw in an out of state ID if you've got access, you know, if you've got friends and especially in the internet age, you probably do. If you've got friends out of state, then you've probably got access to some to some kind of image of an out-of-state ID. And if you can get them to send you uh, a copy of their out-of-state ID and maybe trade them for your your out, of, you know, to them. Your your ID will be out of state. Maybe make a swap or something that could be a really good um, source of of material, as well. Because using a California ID in California is a lot harder to fake than using a California ID in New York, for instance. People just aren't used to it as much, and you can, can screw around with things a lot easier and a lot safer uh, if you know that you're out of if you know that your id isn't going to actually be used um you know in that same state so that's something to keep in mind as well um so poison id has all the supplies what you do is you print it out um put it into the onto the id the card stock and then you'll need access to a laminating machine um those are kind of hard to find, to be honest. But sometimes the easiest way to get that kind of supply um, is, you know, just go to Staples or Mo- Office Max or whatever supply store you have in your area and purchase it, use it, return it. Or if you think this is going to be a new business model for yourself, uh, if you're around a college town or something, you could buy it and keep it and use it a lot, uh, make money faking IDs or something. Um, That's about it, I think. Uh, Remember that when you're doing identity... um, What are we calling this? Identity modification? Um, Identity remixing. That sounds hip. That the more you have, the better. So if you've got a state ID, that's good. It looks official. You have a school ID in addition to a state ID, that's even better. Now you're your your remixed identity has a little bit more support. You got a state ID and a college ID and a, I don't know, bus pass that's even better, you know, business cards, you know, all all the the whole deal, you know, you wanna, you don't just want one random thing, You you kinda want your wallet should you drop it, for instance, to have all the right information in it, you know. Or if you're standing somewhere and you're being questioned about your identity, you want to be able to safely and and securely and happily pull out the wallet and open it up and know that everything in it is um, pretty much going to match. It's going to look really weird, you know, if you've got like three different IDs in there for three different people with three different ages and the last names, but they're all your picture. So uh, consistency very important, and uh, just it's really it, it helps support the the identity remix. So um, that's about all I can think about to say on the subject. Um, Again, do not use this. I would not advise doing this for anything too serious. This is more, I think, of a method of confusing information and uh, giving misinformation to people who have really no business knowing any of your information anyway. Um, So do that. Do it early. You know, uh, the the earlier you do it, the more mundane you can start using your, the more mundane things that you can start using your new identity for, the better it becomes uh, later on because now there's a history built up about that that new person. You know, you you've got things in the system already where you know certain internet searches are going to produce information on that person. Um, whereas if you just make your new ID card and go out into the world with it right away and try to do big important things with it, that's gonna be a lot harder to, to justify or, or to, to, um, to to make seem believable. It's just gonna seem like that person was born yesterday. So if this person has a history, it's a lot better for you, a lot better for the person you're trying to scam, um, or a lot worse for them. Okay, that's that's ID cards for you. Good luck. Um, have fun. Thank you for listening to Hack Republic Radio. HPR is sponsored by caro.net, so head on over to caro.net for all your hosting media.